Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. We know that sugary cereal isn't great for you, but I didn't realize it was this dangerous. A college student is sharing his cereal story on how it once punctured his lung. What? Yeah, it happened when he was 16. He doesn't like cereal with milk because it makes it too soggy, so he always eats it dry. And I guess at one point he was eating it too fast and inhaled a piece, but didn't realize he had severe pain for about 30 minutes. But it went away once his lung fully collapsed. Holy cow. He didn't find out that it happened until his dad got an ear infection a week later and took him to the ER. So a week went by with a uh, a collapsed lung. He told a doctor he'd been having trouble breathing and they figured out what happened. He was in the hospital for five days. He he survived it, of course, and they fixed him up. Says uh, he hasn't, it hasn't scared him away from cereal. He still eats it without milk. Well, what the heck cereal was he eating? Maybe like a Frosted Flake or something yeah, like that? Probably, yeah. Something sharp? Yeah. Well, I guess any of them. Yeah, I guess a Frosted Flake or, yeah, I guess so. Something like that, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe even like a mini wheat. I guess anything could do it. <sighs> hmm. Yeah. Who? I mean, I, I, I know I've nibbled on dry cereal when I'm just a, a little hungry. Yeah, some of them aren't a bad snack, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 I mean... If he's eating it that fast, how does it get soggy? Mm. <laughs> right. You eat it fast enough to puncture your lung. Yeah. Now, speaking of snacks, yesterday, whilst at the store, at just after 9 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> I noticed a uh, a new a jalapeno dip oh, that caught my eye. And really? I, said, I have to try this. Delish. <laughs> so I uh, I bought it and I took it home. And as I was... Uh, what do you dip it into this? Like chips? Oh, yeah, potato chips. Okay. Yeah. So I actually now have a new routine where I'll dult, uh, dip the salt and vinegar into any dip. It actually enhances the salt and vinegar flavor. Right. Anyhow, I, I buy this thing. And it's a fair-sized jar. Not as big as a hell of a good dip. But, okay. Yeah, but, you know, smaller. A salsa kind of jar. And... Um, and... Uh, I killed about half of it. I said, oh, geez. It's... So then you kind of think to yourself, well, maybe I should just kill it all and get rid of the evidence. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. I put it in the fridge and uh, put the chips away. And then as we were watching TV last night, I said to Maria, oh, I found a new dip yesterday. And so, I, or this morning, I said, do you want to try it? She said, yeah. So I go get it. And then I get, of course, ridiculed and mocked because it's three quarters gone. <laughs> She goes, had you bought this a few days ago? I'd say, okay. But the fact you bought this this morning and it's three quarters gone. It's amazing how in our minds we have simple victories, too. Because yeah. the last time I was at Costco, they were selling the like a two-pack of the hell of a good big tubs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right? And it was like, you know, two for the price of one. Oh, my God. And, like, and I avoided it. Good for you. And I, and I walked out feeling so good. <laughs> That's Trust a huge hot show. dog and a poutine on the way out, but I felt good. Well, this thief, although a thief, at least a decent enough human being, some dude snuck onto a property and stole a driving lawnmower, but he took it for a spin first. <laughs> In security footage, you can see the thief filled the mower with gas then mowed the backyard, <laughs> then moved to the front lawn. 
He left with the mower. Right. I mean, he maybe he had other jobs. Yeah. And other lawns to do. Well, maybe he just really enjoyed it. So yeah, I was just like, yeah. off I go. But the police caught up with him. He had abandoned the mower in an alley. And, and then he got away. Cops are still looking for him. So, Wow. You know, there's something about the driving lawnmower. Every time I, I'm i out somewhere in the kind of the country, people have bigger properties, and I see some dude driving around on one, Right. I want to. Yeah. I've always had a dream of owning a drive-around lawnmower. I, I remember a buddy of mine, they had a cottage uh, with a, a big lawn and, and some, some acreage, and so they had a riding lawnmower. Mm. And uh, every time I would go up there, right, it would be like, oh, man, we got to, you know, it's your boys, it's your turn to cut the lawn. Yeah. And I would get on it, and I'd have the time of my life. Oh, yeah. You know, it'd be in heaven. Well, it was like you know, a free go-kart track is basically sure. what it was. And right? if you're underage to drive, this yeah. is your chance to I'm get I'm doing laps. I'm following the lines. Yeah. And it was great. And then he would ha- see me having so much fun doing it. <laughs> you know, like They would complain and complain about sure. having to cut the lawn. But the second they see me do it, it's like, no, 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 I'll do it. Yeah. You still friends with that guy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he doesn't have that riding lawnmower anymore. I uh, yeah, I, I see some guy and he's got like uh, earbuds in and he's got a, a beer sitting on the and I just think that's the life, right? Now, I, funny, I was just talking about this with a, a, a friend of ours from hockey last week, and they have a bit of property. And the first thing he did, he said he cut it once, took him two and a half hours with yeah. the, like his regular lawnmower, and he said, "Forget it, can't do it." And went and got a riding lawnmower like the like the second week they'd moved in. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said it, it still takes a long time to do. Mm. You and I have the type of life where, you know, we could do that in the middle of the afternoon and probably enjoy it. Oh, sure. <laughs> Most people, a... if you get back, you know, home from work at yeah. 6, 7 o'clock, and then you get an hour and a half of sitting on that riding lawnmower after sitting in traffic for two hours, you're probably not that inclined to want to do it. We currently have 12 to 13 hours a day. <laughs> Is it that much? Yeah, if you do the math. Well, I take the nap out. Yeah. yeah. I ended up falling asleep drunk on the lawn. <laughs> when we first uh, had our little place up in Caledon, it was uh, three quarters of an acre of the lot, and uh, I had a push mower, and that even seemed to me to, to take a long time. And then when we we um, we bought our first, like, subdivision house, the, it was a postage stamp lot. And so Maria, in a moment of trying to be environmentally uh, sound, Decided that we wouldn't get either an electric mower or a gas. Oh, the just push. The push. And I look like a moron out there. <laughs> All the other men in the neighborhood had real lawnmowers. Here you swearing oh, to Oh, yeah. Oh, and it didn't work. Those old blades turning. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it didn't. It never worked. It, the second the grass got a little too long, it just got all clogged up. So I, uh, I put my foot down. And I said, enough is enough. I'm never cutting this grass again until I get a real mower. <laughs> So the grass never got cut again. <laughs> I'm sure Mitch Marner was uh, very concerned and and, uh, and scared. Uh, you know, nobody wants to get carjacked. And he was coming out of a movie theater or he was heading into a movie theater, one of the two. And uh, some guys tried to, did they get his car? Or yeah, they, they yeah. did, eh? With guns in tow, he gave it up. Well, you see, had you been still in the playoffs, <laughs> you wouldn't have been in a movie theater. Now would you? That'll teach you. And the other thing is, here's the other thing. What are you doing out in a movie theater anyhow? You just lost on Saturday. Shouldn't you be in mourning still? Right. Well, maybe it was a sad movie, Craig. Mm. Shows how much he cares. It's a crazy situation, though, the amount of carjackings that are going yeah. on. It is it is scary for many that aspire to drive a nice vehicle mm. that, you know, you become a target the second you have it. That's why I stick with my PT Cruiser. <laughs> Nobody wants that.
the sentence was handed down in Brampton yesterday for Brady Robertson. He's getting 17 years, and he's banned from driving for 20 after that. Is that the yes. deal? Yeah. So he's yeah, that's 21 what I think now. Three years knocked off now for uh, for time served already. Uh, so it'll be you know additional 14 years and then 20 years of driving ban after that. Now, if you're already upset by the fact that you may think that that. Uh, that's too lenient. The other side of it is that he could actually um, be paroled after five years. Uh, even if he does the max, it's only three and a half years per life. Right. So it, it really is, once again, I think, disgusting how our justice system handles this. Now, uh, I, I don't know Brady Robertson. Uh, you know, this, his story uh, doesn't look good. He's got a bunch of fines from the past. I don't need, but you know, all of that aside, and that adds up to maybe why he got 17 years, which is the longest, right, that's ever been handed yes. down. Yeah, one of the most severe in, in the country for that, this type of offense. But isn't that just crazy in itself? The most severe, and it's only 17 years. Now, had he been a church-going kid who just made a mistake once, I'm going to go, okay. But I still don't think even if he was a church-going kid who never did wrong, I don't think it's enough for the loss of four lives. The uh, the the driver in the Humboldt Broncos crash that killed sixteen people yeah. got eight. Yeah, again, um, horrible. Uh, and and but that more of an accident than right. and and the problem with I think with the judge coming down here is there were many avoidable circumstances when it came to this crash. And if you remember the details, if you just hear it and go, hey, a twenty-one-year-old kid, mm. seventeen years. That's a very long punishment for, you know, I know a lot of 21-year-old kids that make a mistake mm. and, and don't have to live with it for that long. Well, one, this family has to live with it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, there's also a dad who's lost ex- his whole family. Exactly. Well, and there's also first responders who had to show up on that scene mm-hmm. uh, with three young children there. And, and it is, it's affected so many lives and will continue to. But beyond that... Right. To hear of the offenses that he had, like, you know, 15 driving infractions mm-hmm. leading up to this. Two days before that crash, he was involved in an incident where he ran the curb and hit some, like, planter boxes or something like that, right. garbage bins. And, and, you know, so there, he has not learned his lessons at all. He did plead guilty to the charges of, of um, death, mm-hmm. uh, of that, um, dangerous driving causing death. But he challenged the one about being high, right? And he had his, you know, he was eight times the legal limit. Yeah, plus he had sedatives in his system. Right, as well. So, you know, this is someone, and the judge, I guess, noted this as well, who flaunted the system Mm. for a very long time, and it finally caught up with them in an incredibly tragic way. It's brutal, and I, I I just feel like even the driving ban of 20 years, how about we at least say, you know what, dude, you've lost the right to ever drive a vehicle again. Right. We're still gonna let him, I mean, he is only 21, that means by, like, your age, my age, he could be back to living a, a, a relatively normal life. And this mom and these kids will never see 40 years of age. Well, and, and herein lies the problem with that we have with driving bans is that he was already under a driving ban mm. when he was driving. Right, you know the, the the judge did compare it to the Marco Muzzo case, and in an interesting twist of events, Jennifer uh, Neville Lake, the mother of the kids who were killed by Marco Muzzo, yeah. was also there at the sentencing sentencing yesterday. When I heard that, I thought, hmm. oh man, that, well, obviously she's just you know. Uh, showing support, having gone through a similar situation. But it turns out she knew the mother that was killed Wow, as well. Um, and so, uh, you know, the judge did compare it to the Muzzo case and said, well, at least Muzzo was a contributing member of society and an upstanding, well, 
I don't know, but upstanding, but he had infractions, driving infractions previous to that as well, but not nearly to the case of this other young man. Yeah, uh, perhaps, I believe the mother was a school teacher, so yes. maybe she taught uh, one of... Uh, Could be, of I, I don't I don't know what the connection was, I just had heard that yesterday. I just don't, I don't know why we're so lenient with this stuff, like... It's four lives. You know, you murder somebody, you pull a gun and kill somebody, you stab them with a knife, you do it intentionally. Right. I know he didn't do this intentionally, but he knew speeding away from the police. Why Why are we not throwing the book at people for this, yeah. I, I this think, situation? I think setting the precedent over, you know, what we're calling, quote unquote, an accident mm. um, is, is where, you know, the courts find the difficulty right. in it because, you know, Was this an accident? It wasn't intentional, Mm. but it was a preventable accident. But there are also many other preventable accidents that happened on a daily basis um, that, you know, I don't know whether or not they carry the same weight as this. In the end, this is just a tragic loss for everyone around him. Yeah, it seems to me like, you know, if you got in a bar fight with somebody and you killed him in the parking lot in this bar fight, you know, it wasn't intentional, but it happened. It seems to me like you would get a... A longer sentence. Right. And, you know, you put the gas pedal down and go like a bat out of hell through on a residential street, much like the other story with the kid who killed the family in their driveway. Right. You intentionally did that. You right. knew the risk was in. There's a good possibility I'm going to kill myself you know or what? somebody else here. And, and maybe it is, you know, there's something in us to where. We are all guilty of, of doing something on the road that mm. was not right. Sure. Right. Like. Have I hammered it through a residential area when I was 17, 18 years old? Absolutely, I of have. Course. And I was an idiot for it. I look back and I was an idiot. And had I killed someone in that, I, I, I would have been, you know, devastating. Obviously, it, it would have been a, a tragic case. And maybe that's it. We all, you know, none of us or many of us probably have never had the thought of killing someone in the parking lot after a bar fight or ever been in mm-hmm. a bar fight. So we don't relate to that. But we look back at this driving scenario and say, you know, I speed all the time. Or, you know, I've uh, blown through a stop sign. Or I've rolled through a crosswalk making a right turn. Uh, I've made these same mistakes that other people are making. Mm. Um, we just got away with it without tragic consequences. Yeah. This case, uh, obviously, to you me... You didn't is, have 15 fines behind no, you and THC exactly. in your system. Because of all this extra stuff that's going on, it's yeah. easier, to th- easier to throw the book at them. Yeah. But maybe not easy to throw the book at every case that this time that this happens because we can relate and say hmm, I might have gotten away with it at some point. The average person gets 26 spam calls and 11 spam texts a week. Wow. Yeah, and it's so bad now that almost all people claim they no longer answer calls from unknown numbers. And that's been my rule for a very long time. I just let it go to voicemail. If it's that important or somebody needs to get a hold of me, they'll leave me a voicemail. Right. I know you always answer because you believe somebody's calling from the NHL. But Well, I only answer when it's NHL cities mm. uh, that, are, that are calling me. How do you know that, though? Well, because sometimes it shows up. Oh, as to where okay. the caller is from. I see. Right. I don't answer anything that starts with a letter mm-hmm. um, for sure. You should have all area codes on a chart on your fridge. And I find now what's effective as well is that I heard somewhere that like telemarketing companies, um, like when they use like the whatever the digital service that they use to find your number randomly, right. um, that they they require you to say hello twice before they pick up on their end. You know, there's always that delay. Mm-hmm. You say hello, and then 
you got to say hello again, and then you can hear them scrambling and picking up the phone. Right. So I only say hello once mm. now. If you don't respond in that time, that's on you. Hmm. It's funny that you'll take uh, unknown uh, calls, but every time I call, it goes right to voicemail. Right. Why is that? <laughs> because I know that I can frustrate the hell out of you by letting you leave a long-winded two-minute voicemail and then not listening to it mm-hmm. and replying right back to you with, what do you want? It's the most annoying thing. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Next time I do it and you call me back, I'm not answering. So do you listen to your voicemails all the time then? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. if I get one. Yeah. You get it's one? pretty rare that you get one. Oh, yeah. You'll see it pop up. and it'll, You don't listen to your voicemails? Uh, sometimes I do. Sometimes I just see who's called. I'll just call right back right away. Because most times if I miss it, it's just because my phone's not right beside me. Mm. Or I just missed it. So instead of waiting for a voicemail, I'll just call right back. See, it's so interesting, like this, this dislike of the voicemail. Because in my mind... If I look at my phone and somebody's left me a voicemail, and, and I'll listen to it rather than call back because it might just be, hey, I'll pick you up at 6 instead of 7. Okay, I know. we don't. I don't have to call you back and bother you. Right. I, 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 you left me the message, and I get it. I, I, it's just so weird that we, we hate the voicemail But it's so funny because that is like the equivalent to me of a meeting that could have been an email, Right. For you to call me and leave a voicemail mm. to say, I'll pick you up at 6 instead of 7, that's a text, right? If you're calling me, it's 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 something more important than something that can be a one-line text. Perhaps. But again, it's so easy to get and so fast to get in your voicemail. I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah, but it's faster to read a text. I don't even have to open my phone. But it's longer for you to look at your phone, see I called, and then call me back to have a conversation <laughs> about what I just left you the voicemail. That's taking more time. And I think, I think too, we are like pre-programmed now that anything that requires us to hit uh, like a number, right? <laughs> well, almost, you know, when you're calling, because it's always when you're calling in to complain about something or you're trying right. to get a hold of your uh, cell phone company or TV cable provider, whatever it is, that's when you got to wait and go through this automated system. I think we do that with our own voicemail now. The fact that we have to hear our own voices or, or hear that automated thing and then press one to listen to new messages and wait an extra 10 seconds, or not even, probably no, two, two seconds. If. Right. But, again, we are so... It's, we're so guarded by our t- with our time on things like fr- frivolous things like that, and yet we waste so much of our time doing nothing. Exactly, it, it, it is. I am I am guilty of it, and I understand how crazy it is. Like I will sit and watch the same movie a thousand <laughs> times over, wasting time doing that, but won't give a new movie a chance. Well, because I'm not committed to that, right? <laughs> but. More importantly, to our conversation, is that I will not waste a second waiting for a voicemail when I could just text you back it's or so just strange. hit send and call you right back. Plus, again, calling me back takes longer, and I would suggest me texting, I'll pick you up at 6 rather than 7. By the time I fix all my grammar, <laughs> I can leave a voicemail that much quicker. Going to any weddings this summer? Have you been invited to any weddings? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. Well, you know what? There's We're at a stage now where with Maria's family, because there's so much more of them than there, there is on my side. So most of the weddings we attend are, are her family. But everybody's, like all of her cousins, long since been married. So we've gone to all of those weddings, and there was a lot of them. It seemed like for years we were at a wedding every weekend. Right. But, um... 
You got a couple of nieces that might pop up yeah. soon, but yeah, not but right, not away, so, not right? So right away. But even again on on her side, yeah, like yeah. But I just mean it's not. At least it's not like extended, like a second or third cousin no. that you're going to shell out for. No, but see what's happening now is a lot of her first cousins, their kids are now getting married. Holy cow! So we're being invited. Yeah. to someone, and I just said no. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't know these people if I bumped into them on the street. Right. You know, so if Maria goes, she'll she'll take her mom or. Whatever I'm, I'm at the stage now in this marriage, trying to nah. I'm, I'm good. I'll stay home. You have a good have a good evening. We don't have to put as much in the envelope then. Um, but there's a lot of things that go on at weddings that um, people say they're they're tired of. Things like the the clinking of silverware on glasses to get the couple to kiss. People don't oh, yeah. have to go away. That's been a that's been a tired tradition for some time. What did you do? What, did you do the clinking of the glasses? Uh, I think we did one. We said you no said, kissing. Yeah, said, yeah, no, no, there'll be no, no kissing. I've never been kissing since. Um, no, I think uh, I think we allowed it for the first little bit, and afterwards we said, all right, well that's enough. <laughs> enough, enough of that <laughs> on your wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because some people, but it's so here's much a, fun. But no, but some people are really idiots about it, right? right. Like, like, like it's constant. Like, right. Oh my god, let it go, dude. We we made the terrible mistake of um, uh, deciding that instead of the clinking of the glasses, you try to come up with something different. Oh yeah, they get up and sing a song. Well, that we didn't thing. do a song. We did jokes. Yeah, oh, get up and tell a joke. Wow. Here's the problem. People got drunk, and then the jokes got very rude <laughs> and racist and homophobic. <laughs> It wasn't good. <laughs> Did we invite Andrew Dice Clay yeah, to our wedding? Basically. <laughs> uh, we're tired of the boring best man and maid of honor speeches. Right. We're tired of the first dance. It's lame, and no one but the couple is entertained by it. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't that kind of their thing? Yeah, yeah. We're there for them. We're tired of single ladies from Beyonce being played when the bouquet gets tossed. Right. We're tired of the chicken dance. See, that to me are, are like the bouquet and especially the garter. Mm-hmm. Thing. It's like it probably could be traditions that are are, are left behind. Yeah, you're done with those? It. Yeah. It I seems mean, very old school, right? It's it's crazy old school. Yeah. Yeah, like, and as if now it's like, oh, I caught the bouquet. I guess I'll go get, get married next. Right. Like, oh, yeah. no, it's not going to happen. Or all these women who look rejected because they didn't catch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Um, people proposing at other people's wedding ceremonies. Yeah, this is, that's just rude. Over drinking, right. um, which can lead to drama. Uh, skits, flash bombs, dance routines. So well, what do we want in a wedding these days? Like what's left? Right. <laughs> Food. I guess so. Yeah. Um, bringing kids when the invite requests no children. Oh, that's absolutely wrong. You, yeah, of course you shouldn't be bringing your kids. You shouldn't be bringing your kids even if they're allowed. Right. Like of a certain age. <laughs> I mean, it's too much. Um, taking your own pics while the photographer, photographer is doing the stage shots. And the couple smearing cake in each other's faces. Right. So these are all the things. So I basically think we, we want to see them get married at the church. A quickly, You know what? You really, Probably what we really all want is like, say, a wedding around 11 a.m. Quick <laughs> church, a lunch, and everybody gets to go home. Right. Enough yes. is enough. Uh-huh. Why does, like, even with ours, like, we got married at like nine in the morning. It's a whole day. It's too much. Yes. I just want to get to the room. <laughs> try to get a leg over. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.